You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Ben Notes is our weekly jazz program going to air each Sunday night. Barney McCall is a Melbourne-born jazz pianist and composer who's been living in New York since 1997 after achieving a Bachelor of Music at the VCA and working in Australia for a number of years. He's back in Australia at the moment, having been awarded the Peggy Glanville Hicks Residency in Sydney, and he'll be composing for the rest of this year. Barney's also just released his brand new album, with, which I might say has a fantastic front cover. It's called Muralbark on the ABC Jazz label, and it's my pleasure to welcome Barney McCall to Bent Notes. Thank you very much for having me, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Barney, who were your musical influences when you were young? When I was young, when I was seven years old, Len Bernard, the great Australian drummer, dropped off some amazing records at my parents' house. He dropped off uh, a Pine Top Smith, who's a fantastic boogie-woogie pianist, and uh, some... Um, um, like Bud Powell, who's also become, you know, one of my favorite piano players, and Wes Montgomery, and then, of course, you know, the great masters, Miles Davis, John Coltrane. But I also love the piano playing of Ray Charles, and I love the piano playing of Aretha Franklin and, and Donny Hathaway as well. And I like, I like gospel music and soul piano, so those, those are big influences as well. What a, an amazing list, Barney. <laughs> I could go on, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Were your family musical? Yes, and that's the thing. I, You know, there was always music in the house, and we had a piano growing up. There used to be sing-alongs. I don't know what happened to sing-alongs. I don't know if Apple makes a sing-along app. But sing-alongs is the reason I play music, too, because just it's kind of a magical thing that someone can sit at a box and make beautiful sound, and everyone sings along and has a joyous time. So that was very influential. My brother also is a piano player here in Melbourne, and does a lot of musical directing and and uh, orchestral arranging and works with Joe Camilleri, etc. So, yeah, there's a lot of music in my family. And I suppose that musicality has just been part and parcel of your life from day one. Well, yeah, and I think that when I was very young, I recognised, unconsciously, I think I sort of knew that I needed to be a musician because I could um, sort of unravel things with music and describe things where words ended. And so I, I was very happy to have, have music, and it, as it turned out, I could also live from it, and, and I get to travel the world and play music. I'm very grateful, but yeah, I worked out I needed it, you know. When did you know that you were going to need that music as your career? Well, I didn't know it was needed as a career, but I, I knew at about seven years old that I had something to say as a musician. Wow, that's, that's early to know that. Head. Well, I, I didn't. I wasn't saying much then. In fact, actually, on this new record that I have, I found an old cassette of me playing at about seven years old, and I'm playing like a boogie woogie, which is funny because I'm already into the jazz thing at seven or eight, whenever I was. And um, I just knew that I, I I needed to have a place to express things, and that I could sort of take solace in music. That's what I did know. In taking that on board, uh, Barney, what is it that drives? you in terms of being creative and creating all this amazing music and obviously from the age of seven it's just you know the piano is such an infinite instrument too i mean all music is really infinite and yes there are only 12 notes but there's a way to say things that are very sort of layered and have multiple meanings and and there's a way to um express things that you know, I, I, my 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 dad often said that when I would be upset or, or have a fight with one of my siblings, I'd go and bang away at the piano. You know, but that became refined into, you know, I started writing pieces and and trying to describe things with with music. 
And um, so it's just, you know, it's just, just what, it, what, it, what it evolved into is that I just needed to do it, you know. And you've been able to do that and do a magnificent job of it along the uh, along the way. A number of oh, albums yeah, you've been released. Uh, I think, uh, was it two years ago that you uh, released Graft here in Australia? That's right, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, that was kind of a trippy um, a trippy thing, and that was with, um, you know, the Invenio Choir, and, and I was looking at... Um, I was looking at um, the sort of 24-7 curating of the exhibition of the self that we're witnessing now with, um, you know, the sort of cell phone, you know, zombies and zombie scrolling and all the accidents where people are texting, and I'm guilty of it myself. Um, So I was just having a look at that by using the choir and, um, you know, that purity of the choir against, like, I had some sort of, like, beats and stuff and yeah that was kind of an experimental album someone said to me the other day i love your graft album i was like oh thanks so much not many people say that (laughs) (laughs) oh amazing (laughs) well i was lucky enough to be in the audience down here in melbourne thoroughly enjoyed the performance that night oh thank you very much it was amazing and uh, needed to go and grab that album so i could actually listen back to it myself Um, nothing like the live performance though barney well yeah i mean yeah you can really so much more happens, and I think live performance is becoming so much more important every as every year passes into sort of this technologically convenient world we have. The spirit of live music is all that musicians have left to, to, to live off in a way, but it also, it'll become more, more and more important because also creativity and sort of um, craftsmanship is witnessed in a live setting, and, you know, that sort of electricity and, you know, that feeling that you don't get whereas there's less and less people are going out. But I think at a, at a, it might be a tipping point where people are like, hang on a minute, we need the spirit, you know? It's something about a live performance that's always there. It is that spirit. Yeah, spirit's so important. Having said that, the new album's got spirit as well. We're talking to Barney McCall here on Bent Notes on Joy 94.9. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Find more Joycasts and show blogs, go to joy.org.au. My special guest tonight is Barney McCall. He's uh, talking to me on the line as part of his year of creativity. This year is 2015 and he's been successful with the Piggy Glenville Hicks residency in Sydney. Barney, what is that all about? Well, it's a fantastic thing that Peggy Glanville Hicks set up. Now, Peggy Glanville Hicks is an important contemporary classical composer of Australia and she lived all over the world and she was actually a um a music critic in New York for many years and she lived in Greece and she did some beautiful pieces and she came back to Australia after she had a brain tumor and she couldn't compose anymore but she had saved some money and she bought a, a, a house in Paddington where I'm staying for this year and she decided that she would bequeath the house for composers from all over the world, or specifically Australia sometimes, to have one year off and one year to just focus on music. And then, she, you know, she died in the early 90s and a trust was set up and the Australian Arts Council the Australian Arts Council came in and helped set up this situation so that since the early 90s there have been different composers staying there and having a year to... To focus, and it's really been an amazing situation for me. Uh, I've lived in Australia. I've lived in it um, all over the world, but I've, I've lived in America since you know '95, and traveling, traveling the world, touring, and 
taking in a lot of impressions and 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 but never then then I've got two children so I I never in the last you know eight years I haven't had a chance as much time as I would like to focus but what a magical idea that there's a place where you can go and you don't have to pay rent for a year and you have a beautiful piano and you have silence to compose and this is what Peggy has left to Australian music in a way that's a marvelous legacy it really is what are you what are you personally hoping to get out of this year of of the quiet time and availability of the piano I am working on a number of pieces I have one commissioned piece for the Monash Art Ensemble which will be performed in October and that piece is called Zephyrus and it looks at the frustration between not being able to create and needing to create you know like you've you need to get new toilet paper you need to there's no milk your cars run out of gas and you're already late you've got a parking ticket all those things that that i was dealing with in new york and i don't have to deal with them so much especially paying rent you know is is a big thing huge thing for composers so having that time i'm working on the the monochard ensemble piece i'm playing a lot of piano more than i ever have before and as i had worked in a black gospel church in queens for the last eight years as well there was a lot of beautiful information that I just never really, never really had a chance to flesh out into my own designs. So I'm working on some gospel piano things and just solo piano things. And I'm, the third thing that I'm doing is I'm, I've written a, an album. It's like a pop album, but it's like an anti-pop album, and the album is called Global Intimacy. And it has a lot of pop-sounding, al- uh, pop-sounding songs, but the text is very critical of this sort of vacuous pop world that we're getting entrenched in as a result of, you know, clear channel or larger larger conglomerates controlling creativity. So I'm I'm kind of making a protest album. That is a very interesting focus. Yeah, I, I've, I've been interested in a while. I've looked around and just seeing how obsessed we all are with technology and I'm just interested in making a statement about it, and um, I've, you know, Ray Kurzweil's, Kurzweil's theory of the singularity is really interesting to me. And the cover is going to feature a painting by Banksy, which is a, this well-known image of him with two lovers holding their phones. They're, they're embracing, but they're looking at their phones over their shoulders. It's uh, classic it's these called, days, isn't it? Called mobile lovers, yeah. And it kind of looks at it looks at the divide between even humans. You know, with a sort of like, it says a lot, that image. And I actually wrote to Banksy and I said, can I use your image? And he actually wrote back and said, I don't license my images. And I said, I don't want to license it. I want to publicly steal it. And if you're (laughs) going to sue me, I'd like to see what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful, Barney. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm still, I'm kind of looking at, I'm looking at the thievery of, you know, information, which is he, he's been very political about. Uh, I wrote to him and I said, you know, some of the things that you... I said, I said you've damaged pro- public property and written some of the most poignant, powerful political statements that I've read in, you know, many decades. What I want to do is put some sonic graffiti on your image. And I said, must I do it while, while you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I find Bank, Banksy's a fascinating artist, and I, I really appreciate his work, but I'm also trying to make a statement, a political statement, with, with a pop album. It's like a Trojan horse, you know oh, what I mean? wow. And are you writing that for a single voice or a number of voices? In addition? I've written it with um, Sia Furler, the the um, great pop singer. She's on it, um, and 
Gian Slater from the Invenio Choir is on it. Um, I think Daniel Merriweather might be writing a song for it. And the singer from Jaguar Mar has a song um, on it. Yeah, I'm p- putting together a lot of people in the actual pop industry who I've either worked with or are, who are friends of mine. And so it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to. That'll be uh, uh, available uh, next year? I would say next year, yeah. Next year. So I will keep my eyes open out for that one, though, Barney. Yeah, great. We're talking to Barney McCall on Joy 94.9. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Find more Joycasts and show blogs, go to joy.org.au. My guest tonight is Barney McCall on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Bent Notes. Barney, you've got a brand new album that's just been released on Friday. It's called Moolbark. That's right. I love the cover. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, I thought a lot about the cover, and the cover features a tawny frogmouth owl, and coming out of its plumage is what looks like feathers, but it's also the World Trade Centers, and it's kind of the, it's actually the World Trade Centers um, in reflection in the water, and sim- similar color, color to the plumage of the, the owl. And I lived in New York for many years, and I was actually there when the towers were bombed and I saw one of them fall and it was a very powerful moment for me and it was a huge uh, gestalt shift for me and for obviously so many people all over the world it was a real moment and and I was thinking about nature and I was told that my spirit animal was a tawny frogmouth owl and I said you know whatever that's kind of a metaphysical thing but then I went to my brother's house in, in Melbourne on that day that I was told that, and and there was a tawny frogmouth owl sitting on the fence in broad daylight. Oh, I think my brother's house. This is cue the Twilight Zone theme. <laughs> yeah, and dee-dee-dee-dee. but anyway, then I was like, that's really bizarre because my brother has never seen one, let alone in his backyard. And I was like, oh well, this is kind of interesting. And then I was reading about Peggy Glanville Hicks, and she had an owl living in her backyard too. So I kind of like the symbol of an owl, and there's all sorts of layers to it. But I thought. I'll put the owl there and I'll talk about Murrelbark with the owl, which is the suburb of Melbourne where I grew up, and I'll, I'll connect it with New York and we can think about what it means in whatever way we like. It's a powerful image. I love it. And Murrelbark is where I grew up and that's kind of... There was a lot of great musicians in Murrelbark. I just happened to connect with a lot of great musicians there and that's the reason I even got the... Um, honour of being a musician and to be travelling the world and playing so I thought I'll just call it Moral Bark and, and uh, I love the word Moral Bark and what I say on the, um, the cover is Moral Bark is the, the indigenous word meaning the, the, where the waters meet or the great water and I said the Wurundjeri people were there 50,000 years before I was there and I said if you did a time lapse movie you would see that the very last part of that time-lapse movie over 50,000 years would be very sort of spiritually and environmentally damaging, but I'm still calling it Moralbuck because it's a beautiful word and that's where I grew up and that's the reason I play music. And it's it's some very nice music that is on this, this album, Barney. Was there a particular uh, dri- driver behind this selection of music? The driver is the great unknown. I mean, um, I, I had been writing this music over the last couple of years, and the other thing about it is that I recorded the music with all Australians for the first, my first all Australian album for, you know, 15 years. And 
when I was recording it, I realized that I'd really done a full circle. I'd come back to to um, Australia to make this music, and I I was witnessing all the growth of the musicians that I played with for so many years, coming back and forth from New York, and it sort of felt like a full circle kind of thing. And, and I realized it was very sort of reflective and in, in a way spoke about, the music speaks about traveling and then coming home in a way. Which is really what you're doing with the, the album title, Merle Bark, reflecting on where things started. That's exactly yeah. right, David. We've come to the end of our time, Barney. I'd like to say a very big thank you for your taking time to speak to Bent Notes tonight. Looking forward to playing the the music off Mural Bark here on Bent Notes so the listeners can have a, a listen and also they can then go out and find the album itself through ABC Music. It's been fantastic, as I said, Barney, talking to you. Good luck with the, the year of composition and reflection up there in Sydney and look forward to chatting to you at some stage in the future here on Bent Notes. Thank you very much for your support, David. Beautiful. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.